Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and or possibly the Podbean app. Or you're listening to it on demand on your favorite podcast device or at RelentlessDaring.com slash podcast. Holy mackerel. It has been one hell of a week. Um, last week I was pretty livid over what was going on in Afghani land. And then it took a stark, starkly darker turn uh, earlier this week with the suicide bombings and the death of 12 Marines and one sailor, uh, numerous injuries to others. And this one hit a little close to home. Uh, The other day I stopped by one of my local radio stations because I'm friends with the owners and this Going through town, it's like, yeah, I want to stop in and say hi to Kit real quick. And he was, we were talking about what was going on over there. And, uh, they're one of the uh, co hosts for the morning show. His cousin was part of those Marines. He was a witness to the tragedy. He lost nine of his friends. In those attacks. So. Yeah. It's one of those things where when it hits home. It truly hits home. So yeah. My prayers go out to all those families of those soldiers. Or those Marines who were lost. That sailor that was lost. Um, It shouldn't have ever happened. And that's one of the things that we're going. I'm going to get into this show is. You know, response from someone who has even more insight to what's going on than I do. But first, I got to pay some bills, y'all. So give me just one minute. So I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. We've all had protein bars before. Most of them taste like cardboard and they're gross, nasty. It leave a funky aftertaste in your mouth. Built Bar, their goal for starting off was flavor First, every bar is covered in either pure dark chocolate or white chocolate for those special ones that come out. You have nine regular flavors, and then they have the special flavors they bring out every so often. They are absolutely amazing. My, personally, my favorite, mint brownie. Oh, my God. So go to Built.com. Check it out. Go through their selection of Built Bars. Built Go Energy Drink. Uh, Built Broth. All their all their fine selections of amazing products. Built.com. Use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10%. Built.com. All right, so getting into it, um, yeah, with the attacks that happened, uh, there's a whole lot of people who are incredibly pissed and absolutely incensed over this. Obviously, uh, veterans like myself, Steve up here in the live chat, just completely losing our minds over everything that's going on. And it's it's not necessarily because of the pullout. I, I agree with Donald Trump. We've been there 20 years. Get the hell out. But it's 
more of the execution thereof. And everyone's saying, oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump has arranged all this. Well, I'm pretty sure if Donald Trump's commanders had said, get all the civilians out first, make the last place we close down be Bagram, that way we have a you know a foothold that we can you know keep everybody safe until the absolute very last minute where we just have the planes on standby buses waiting to go around to all those security positions and everyone loads on head you know manifest is already done and all they have to do is jump on that C17 and boom they're airborne that would have made sense. But instead, we had people, we had the State Department. Oh, no, uh, man, we need you to do everything out of Kabul, man. Yes, Kabul. A relatively small airport in comparison to Bagram. However, it gets done because you, you can't call out anything, especially if you're in the military. Well... I digress. I will get into other things on that. But uh, there's a Marine who says that he was relieved of duty over a viral video calling for military leaders to be held accountable for the Kabul attack. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller says that he was relieved of duty over his viral video calling for military leadership to be held accountable for the deadly attack in Kabul that left 13 service members dead, 11 of whom were his fellow Marines. Oh, absolutely. Yep. When there's reports of full bird colonels who were stopping people from being able to get on planes, um, they said there's reports of it. I'm not going to name names because I don't have those names. Uh, Glenn Beck had put a name out there, then deleted the tweet. So, um, it's one of those things that... Until it can be 100% verified, I'm not going to necessarily throw out there. Oh, but there's a name coming up later that I will gladly throw it out. But I digress. Uh, Scheller says that he knew one of the Marines who died in the attack by ISIS-K. The most recent variant, um, if we would vaccinated people properly against ISIS, we wouldn't have a K variant. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah, Kim says, Millie, yeah, absolutely. General Millie should be thrown out on his ass. Uh, in the viral video, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller said that, quote, people are upset because senior leaders let them down, and none of them are raising their hands and accepting accountability, saying, we messed this up. Uh, this is a, a quote from the video. Did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, a strategic airbase, before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And and when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, oh, we completely messed this up? Potentially, all those people did die in vain if we don't have senior leaders that own up and raise their hand and say that we did, did, that we did not do this well in the end. Scheller, a battalion commander in the Advanced Infantry Training Battalion, went on to say that without the higher military ranks, without that the dot dot dot, higher military ranks are not holding up their end of the bargain. I want to say this very strongly. I have been fighting for 17 years. I am willing to throw it all away to say my senior leaders, say to my senior leaders, I demand accountability. On Friday, the officer announced that he had been relieved of duty because of the video, but stated that he understood and respected the decisions. To all my friends across social networks, I have been relieved for cause based on lack of trust and confidence as of 1430 today, Scheller wrote on Facebook. My chain of command is doing exactly what I would do if I were in their shoes. I appreciate the opportunities AITB command provided. To all the news agencies asking for interviews, I will not be making any statements other than what's on my social social platforms until I exit the Marine Corps. Scheller says that he has served for 17 years and is looking forward to what will come next for him. Uh, I'm willing to bet that he will be get he will be afforded an early retirement. 
Uh, there's more on the Facebook post. America has many issues, but it's my home. It's where my three sons will become men. America is still the light shining in a fog of chaos. When my Marine Corps career comes to an end, I look forward to a new beginning. My life's purpose is to make America the most lethal and effective foreign diplomacy instrument. While my days of hand-to-hand violence may be ending, I see a new light on the horizon. Semper Fi. I mean, I get it. I really do that uh, when you're in his position, you don't come out swinging against the brass. However, I respect the absolute hell out of this man because you know, he said he said it. I'm not scared to speak out. I'm not scared to tell my tell the chain of command you're wrong. I mean, people talk about Marines having the shiniest and heaviest brass balls in the entire military. This dude put them on display. He dropped trow and he set them on the table. And there's a bunch of generals in the Marine Corps, in the Army, in the Joint Chiefs, admirals in the Navy, who cannot, who cannot even hold this man's jockstrap. Hell, they can't even sniff this man's jockstrap because their lack of testicular fortitude is galling. Colonel Scheller, thank you. Thank you so very much for having the audacity to come out and say what needs to be said, to put your career on the line, to do what is right. We don't have that in today's military. We don't. For the last 20 years, we have been a military of go along to get along. Bend over backwards not to hurt people's feelings. I remember way back when. When basic trainees... If you were called a private, it didn't ma- it wasn't denigrating you. It was your rank. Ah, I have a college degree. I'm a specialist. You're new to the army, dick. Sit down, shut up, and just do what the drill sergeant tells you. We then it got to the point of, whoa, whoa. It hurts people's feelings to call them private, so now you have to call them warriors. Imagine my shock and chagrin. After having completed basic combat training and advanced individual training in 2002. Fast forward to 2010. Eight years later. Eight short years later. And I show up at the beginning of week three of U.S. Army Infantry One Station Unit Training. After I was told I'd only be there for seven weeks, I'm there for 12, or, yeah, I'm there for 12 weeks of a 14-week school. And they're calling them warrior. Hey, warrior. Hey, hey, you. Hey, warrior with the face. Wait, what? This is dumb. Get woke up a half hour after lights out because it's, they they call it milk and cookie time. They come out and they give everybody a neutral grain bar. What? What is this? Drill sergeants. Seldom actually yell at soldiers. 
they do raise their voice, but they don't scream and holler. They don't, they don't take you out in the pit and smoke you for three hours on end just to prove a point, to break you down, to make you not be the person that you were when you came in, and then build you up into a better fighting person. They're not allowed to do that anymore. Hell, my dad remembers in 1970 when he enlisted so that he would not get drafted. Yes, my dad dodged the draft by enlisting. Most people go the opposite way. They dodge the draft and to not be in. But my dad enlisted. He's a... I digress. Back then in 1970... You pissed off a drill sergeant, they could haul off and slug you. I remember 2002 going into the chow hall and having a drill sergeant wander through and yell at you, chew, chew, swallow, taste it later. Now they go into the chow hall and the drill sergeants have to let you get your food and sit down and if, if you want to have that soda with your meal, you better have you better make sure you grab a glass of Gatorade or a glass of water to go with it. I remember having to earn drinking soda. I was just happy that when I went through infantry school, I had a combat patch. So at breakfast, if I wanted a cup of coffee, the drill sergeants didn't say squat to me because I had a combat patch on my right sleeve. I had earned something as opposed to these other rookies who didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. But, oh, crap, I I can't say that because that's not polite. Now you have, you know, little Billy badasses, little pogey bait Justin Bieber wannabes coming out there and trying to explain martial law. And the way that this happened was just so ridiculous. I mean, so just so we understand what martial law is, civil order has so fallen apart, either the National Guard or active duty troops have been sent out by act of Congress to restore order. That is martial law. There is no... If, if a civilian is refusing to do what, you're, what they're being told by the military enforcing the martial law on the ground... They can detain them. They can do so much. But they just can't haul off and shoot you. Now, Lady Di says, you can shoot unarmed citizens as long as you're a Democrat or as long as you're a, as long as you're a, black Capitol police officer and the person you shoot is unarmed. That's unarmed is a, you know, white Trump supporter. I don't know why no one is asking this dude. Ah, why didn't you shoot her in the leg? Why didn't you taser? Oh my God. Remember when Micaiah Bryant got shot as she was getting ready to plunge a knife into another girl's chest. Ah, why didn't you shoot the knife out of her hand? Why didn't you shoot her in the leg? Why didn't you taser? Oh my God. Why isn't anyone asking this bird guy why he didn't just tase her? I mean, she's coming through the window. Just go up and grab her by the hair on the scruff of her neck and shove her down in the damn floor and then push everyone back. There are so many ways it could have been handled. And the the John Sullivan guy, the, the BLM Antifa journalist, air quotes, I've seen his video a hundred times. You see that trigger finger go 
on the trigger, off the trigger, on the trigger, off the trigger, on the trigger, off the trigger. Repeatedly. For nearly 30 seconds. You never, you never once hear anyone yelling, stop, do not come through the window. Didn't hear it. And he just popped. Now, if it was a snap decision, like so many unarmed police shootings, the the one cop who yelled, taser, 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 bam. That is called a legitimate mistake. Should there be consequences for legitimate mistake? Yes. When you have the when you have the University of Cincinnati cop who is trying to trying to take the keys out of the ignition of an unarmed man and that unarmed man starts driving and moving his car like he's going to try running running this dude into the barrier and he shoots the guy in a snap decision That is called a justifiable shooting. When it's an unarmed woman coming through a window where she has no momentum if she hits the ground. The doors are barricaded. You could walk over, grab her, like I said, by the scruff of the neck, yank her through the window, and shove her down face first into the glass. Cuff her. Meanwhile, there is a tactical team coming up the damn stairs behind that crowd. But he didn't do anything wrong. Oh my gosh. He had plenty of time to decide, am I going to shoot? Am I not going to shoot? And to act like, oh my God, oh my God, my my life's in jeopardy, oh my God. He had nine months to get his story straight before doing an interview. Meanwhile, you have seven Capitol Police officers filing a lawsuit against Donald Trump, uh, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, blah, 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 blah. And other, and other political allies of Donald Trump, that they were the ringleaders behind it. Um, dude, in your lawsuit, I hope the defense brings up the FBI, the FBI report that said, uh, no, they didn't have anything to do with it. You are an idiot. Kim says, I like how he left his gun in the bathroom. Yes, that, that same officer was once reprimanded for leaving his issued sidearm in the bathroom. Wow, the competence that we have in the Capitol Police, who, by the way, are only accountable who are only accountable to Congress. In fact, if you want to issue a FOIA request on you know, what happened with his leaving a gun in the bathroom, aside from, you know, leaks, they're under no obligation to to honor that FOIA request because that only applies to the executive branch and the Capitol Police falls squarely under the purview of Congress. But anyways, back to other stupid military things. This is possibly like one of the dumbest ones I've heard in a minute. Because, yeah, bringing up, going back to the whole martial law thing. If I can get. I'm trying to get this to play. Understand that if active duty military actually get deployed within the United States, that way.
weapon is not just pointed at other people, other countries. It's pointed at you. If you do not get in your house when I tell you to, you become the enemy. Martial law. All right, so this is a video that's been blowing up the twatters. Released via TikTok, this is Staff Sergeant Cindy Bronson, 1st Armored Division, Fort Bliss, Texas. Now, I know, I know what you're thinking. I'm doxing this poor woman. No, I'm not. You see, if you go to, if you do a search for Cindy Bronson on the TikToks, you'll find some stupid alias. And underneath that stupid alias, it has her YouTube channel, Cindy Bronson. It links to her Instagram, Cindy Bronson. And her nice LGBT slash I'm a lesbian slash she, her slash rainbow flag, rainbow flag, uh, rainbow jihad. A true rainbow warrior. You see, as I said, if if martial law is declared, you don't have the authority, Sergeant Bronson, to just shoot somebody because they're not following your orders. Now, I know, I know, Justin Bieber, it's hard to explain. It's hard to understand. And you've been getting beat up. You've been getting beat up so bad that when you release this video responding to some person, some other person calling you out, You deleted this video. You deleted the other video. So so I'm going to explain something to you, Pogey Bait. Miss 88 Mike, look at me. I'm a staff sergeant. I'm I'm 35-year-old staff sergeant. I'm a god. Take it from a combat veteran. Take it from a guy who has had a very angry, trigger-happy Afghan presidential guard at point-blank range, pointing AK-47 at my face, and I heard the distinct click of that AK-47 being having the select switch rotated from safe to semi, and he was prepared to watch his lane. The idea of you coming up to me, while I'm out in my yard, and you're telling me to get back in my house, or you're going to shoot me. That doesn't frighten me at all. And I say that because, again, I've been shot at. I have been point blank with a rifle pointed right between my eyes with a dude who was ready to make my head into a canoe. Meanwhile, the only protection I have is body armor. I'm not even wearing my ACH. If you, all five foot five of you, thinks you're going to point point an M4 at me and that you're going to spook me back into my house, I'm sorry, I will die in my front freaking yard before I... Turn my back to you. There are approximately 12 million veterans in this country. Approximately two-thirds of them are still fighting age. Now, if you think that many veterans are just going to roll over because, oh, the Army says, oh boy, I'm going to support the Army because I was in it. You are retarded. And I'm saying that slow because I don't think your comprehension skills will allow me to go Ben Shapiro speed in explaining this to you. You can take your little woke Karen Justin Bieber haircut and shove it up your ass. You can take any idea that... Oh, just because we've been granted authority under martial law that I can shoot you in the face. Take that and shove it up your twat because I really don't care. I have fought against oppression 
madam. I know what oppression looks like. I know what tyranny looks like. You serve in an army that reprimanded and tried to prosecute a captain and a sergeant first class for beating the shit out of an Afghan commander who was using a little boy as a sex toy. You see, we have these things in the military that we live by. Um, You may have heard them, especially in the Army, the seven core Army values, loyalty, duty, respect, uh, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. You are exhibiting none of those. You have an oath of enlistment, Sergeant Bieber. I state your name, do solemnly swear or affirm to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And we'll put a pause there because notice that comes first. Then it is followed by and will and to obey the orders of the president and those officers appointed over me in accordance with regulation and the uniform code of military justice. So help me God. You see, moral, morals and ethics come before just following orders. Think back to Nuremberg, those trials after World War II, which, one, which my former unit, the, fir, the 26th Infantry Regiment, Blue Spaders, they were the honor guard. I was just following orders, didn't fly as a defense, Sergeant Bieber. Not at all. You have an obligation to refuse to follow unconstitutional, illegal, and immoral orders. If you're being told, shoot somebody who is unarmed because they're not doing what you say immediately, you have a moral obligation to not do that. Let's look at the creed of the non-commissioned officer. Now, it's been a minute since I have committed this to memory, as I had to for uh, WLC, Warrior Leader Course, instead of Professional Leadership Development Courses, it used to be known as. I'm going to make sure I look this up because I want to make sure I get it right. The creed of the non-commissioned officer. No one is more professional than I. I am a non-commissioned officer, a leader of soldiers. As a non-commissioned officer, I realize that I am a member of a time-honored corps, which is known as the backbone of the Army. I am proud of the corps of non-commissioned officers and at and will at all times conduct myself so as to bring credit upon the corps, the military service, and my country, regardless of the situation in which I find myself. I will not use my greater position to attain pleasure, profit, or personal safety. Competence is my watchword. My two basic responsibilities will always be uppermost in my mind accomplishment of my mission, and the welfare of my soldiers. I will strive to remain tactically and technically proficient. I am aware of my role as a non-commissioned officer. I will fulfill my responsibilities inherent in that role. All soldiers are entitled to outstanding leadership. I will provide that leadership. I know my soldiers, and I will always place their needs above my own. I will communicate consistently with my soldiers and never leave them uninformed. I will be fair and impartial when I when recommending both rewards and punishment. Officers of my unit will have maximum time to accomplish their duties. They will not have to accomplish mine. I will earn their respect and confidence as well as that of my soldiers. I will be loyal to those with whom I serve, seniors, peers, and subordinates alike. I will exercise initiative by taking appropriate action in the absence of orders. I will not compromise my integrity nor my moral courage. I will not forget nor will I allow my comrades to forget that we are professionals, non-commissioned officers, leaders. Madam, you have forgotten every damn stanza of that creed. Everyone. You are a disgrace to the Corps of Non-Commissioned Officers. Give me my freaking stripes back. 
And I can say they're mine. I didn't wear that rocker like you do. But as a person who was a leader in this army, as a person who lived by that creed, as a person who took it to heart, you are a failure. You are a disgrace. And you do not bring any credit to the service or the Corps of Non-Commissioned Officers. Get the hell out of my army. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz. Keto made easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. Woo, I needed that break. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. If you can't tell, this woman may have pissed me off just a smidge. So, I'm, so I'm going to read some good news out of the last week. We've all heard the movie Pineapple Express. Well, if you're into stupid uh, Seth Rogen dick and fart joke and weed movies. You may have seen the movie. Well, Pineapple Express took it took a real life turn this last week. Uh, U.S. vets volunteered to secretly rescue allies in Afghanistan, and this is a story that that released yesterday. A group of highly trained U.S. military vet. Oh, and this, by the way, this record, this one is uh, from stories from the New York Post, not just some random, you know. You know, you know, satire site like Duffel Blog or something along those lines. A group of highly trained U.S. military veterans has been secretly rescuing hundreds of Allied operatives from Afghanistan, volunteering over fears those allies would otherwise be left for dead, according to a report. The week-long secret operation dubbed Pineapple Express has been carried out by a group of special ops veterans, including retired Green Berets and SEAL team commanders, they told ABC News. They were driven by deep frustration, quote, that our own government didn't do this, end quote. Former Navy SEAL Jason Redman told ABC, we did what we should do as Americans. They initially formed to, to rescue ex-Afghan commando, an ex-Afghan commando, who was getting death threats from the Taliban for having worked with U.S. Special Forces and elite SEAL Team 6. After the Taliban's target, after the Taliban's target and his family of six were rescued, the task force continued rescuing Afghans and so far has helped at least 630 get through the deadly ring of steel outside Kabul airport to safely evacuate. They normally smuggle people in the airport in the middle of the night, neither either one person at a time or in pairs. That is an outstanding number for an organization that was only assembled days before the start of operations and most of its members had never met each other in person, former Green Beret Captain Zach Lois told ABC. The group dodged heavily militarized Taliban checkpoints to smuggle people through the, to the airport using images of pineapples on their phones to show those being brought in that they were on their side. 
The tropical fruit was also used as the final password, since changed, that was given to U.S. military members at the airport who were working unofficially in tandem with the heroic veterans. They defied deadly chaos that one mem- member compared to scenes worthy of a Jason Bourne flick happening every 10 minutes. I just wanted to get my people out. Major Jim Gant, retired Green Beret, who ABC has been dubbed, who had who ABC said has been dubbed Lawrence of Afghanistan, told the network of the daring operations. Quote, I have been involved in some of the most incredible missions and operations a special forces guy could be part of, and I have never been a part of anything more incredible than this, Gant insisted. The bravery and courage and commitment of my brothers and sisters in the pineapple community was greater than the U.S. commitment on the battlefield. The volunteer force led by retired Green Beret Commander Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann, who told ABC the team was proud to have helped dozens of high-risk individuals, families with small children, orphans, and pregnant women. Quote, This Herculean effort couldn't have been done without the unofficial heroes inside the airfield who defied their orders to not help beyond the airport perimeter by wading into sewage canals and pulling in these targeted people who were flashing pineapples on their phones. The rescues continued up to just seconds before ISIS detonated a bomb in the huddled mass of Afghans seeking safety and freedom. ABC said some Pineapple Pineapple Express travelers were injured in the terror attack, and the group is still assessing whether they were there were any among the more than 180 killed. Some of those rescued said they witnessed people just inches away from them being killed, while others refused to leave unless their family members were also evacuated. Quote, leaving a man behind is not in our SEAL ethos. Many Afghans have a stronger version of our democratic values than many Americans do, said Dan O'Shea, a retired SEAL commander and former counterinsurgency advisor in Afghanistan. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense Mick Mulroy said the task force felt it was their duty to save allies who never wavered in supporting the U.S. I and many of my friends are here today because of their bravery in battle. We owe them all effort to get them out and honor our word. Like I said, of all the stupid. Gentlemen, thank you. Many of these guys are retirees. They're guys who just got out. This would really explain a very desert-like photo featuring a YouTuber, you know, content creator, clothing guy, uh, Ranger Up founder Nick Palmigiano, and his friend, MMA star and former Green Beret. Oh, dadgummit. His name has since left me. Tem something. They call me Tim. I got mad and I threw my phone on the ground. Ugh. Yeah, whatever, but... Yeah, you have guys who... Do they put their lives on hold to serve in the military? Then they come out and they, they do something with themselves. And then to turn around and put it back on hold again to go try to get the people that our government, that our State Department was saying they weren't worthy. They were, they were below our saving. It's absolutely ridiculous. So again, gentlemen, those of you who went to Afghanistan on a completely volunteer basis, to those soldiers, to those Marines who were manning their positions, seeing those pineapples flash up on phones and going out and grabbing them and bringing them in, defying orders. Thank you. With all of the leadership turning into cowards in this last week, 
I know David Barton has said that, you know, he didn't, he didn't, didn't like the idea of our military just disavowing orders because screw it, we can do this. While I understand the sentiment, you don't want your military going rogue because what happens in stateside if they go rogue and decide they don't like the president? Then you end up in a military coup and we officially enter the status of third world nation because we have our military deposing the president because they don't like him. Well, I understand that sentiment. This is one of those times where because of moral obligations that we have. Just following orders is not an excuse. All right, so I don't have a lot of time left here. I got a couple more stories I got to hit up. Um, speaking of Taliban, now imagine if you're trying to show people that the people taking over Afghanistan. <laughs> oh yes, we are going to we are going to live up to Green New Deal here in Afghanistan. Afghanistan, big big good. We give women. We give women equal rights commensurate with Sharia law. Well, imagine if you <laughs> go on social media and you share a video of them doing what they do best and you know, executing people. Because, hey, this is who we're working with. Don't forget that. Well, uh, a House candidate shared one of these videos, and yet Twitter blocked out his account because Taliban has a recognized right to privacy. Huh. News agencies are reporting the Taliban has taken control taking control over parts of the airport in Kabul, Afghanistan, ahead of the planned final departure of U.S. troops on August 31st. Video shows the Taliban has expanded their security line and is refusing to let most people through checkpoint after yesterday's suicide bombing. Claimed lives of 13 Americans, two British nationals. Two British nationals that they weren't allowing into the airport. Huh. Great U.S. military. Way to screw over our allies. Awesome. Additionally, it's being reported the United States has withdrawn from the airport entirely. Uh, moments ago, AFP, reported the Taliban have taken control of parts of Kabul airport per Taliban spokesman, blah, 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 blah. Weird. I printed off that story and it doesn't talk anything about what's going on. Um, anywho's, ignoring that, so... This guy is running for Congress, and he literally shares a video of the Taliban executing people. And Twitter blocked his account because, ah, oh, you're violating their right to privacy. They, because, they're, because Afghanistan has in their laws, you know, verified rights to privacy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, first of all, uh, the Afghan laws that you recognize no longer apply because that government is no longer in control unless the uh, the vice president, who is now the acting president, can somehow regroup what's left of the military and what armaments they have and somehow in a, you know, David versus Goliath, uh, oh, I say David versus Goliath, I, more like... Um, more like a Gideon, a Gideon effort with what military that he has can route the Taliban. Um, so, yeah, Twitter coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we know you're a politician. This is a, uh, a public account, and normally we don't do this, but you violate their right to privacy because, okay, dude, Twitter, Jack, I'm going to say this simply, 
I want to be clear and concise because I don't know how much weed you have smoked. So I want to make sure you understand. I will use small words just for you. When Taliban films themselves executing people, privacy is not their chief concern. They want these videos to be proliferated amongst the internet to sow fear and terror amongst the people and potential victims. Crap, I use proliferate. They want these to spread far and wide. I apologize for using a $5 word, you stupid stoner Rasputin-looking hack. The Taliban wants Americans to see them killing people. They want Jerome Ball to share these videos because that's how they exhibit, show people what they are willing to do. The fact that you're blocking the videos from being shared, blocking his account because he shared the video. Uh, if, if you blocked his account because of sharing, because it was explicit content, I would understand that. It makes sense. If I were to share the video of the ISIS executioners using debt cord to decapitate Christians, I would fully expect my Twitter account to get blocked for that because it's gory and gross and I don't recommend anyone watching it. I'm sharing videos of cages of Christians being burned alive. Block me. That makes sense. It's gory. And no one wants to see that. It's horrific. It, it, it hurts your psyche. But a dude sharing videos, showing what they're doing, is not violating their right to privacy. Because there's nothing private about a public execution that is filmed. You effing twat. All right, so to wrap things up before I get out of here, one last story that makes you go, huh, that's odd. Um, so one of a Twitter's favorite Favorite COVID woke scolds was former FDA director commissioner, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. If, if you, if you're not sure who Dr. Scott Lieb is, he was the guy who for the past several months has been super pro vaccine. Although at one point he was anti-vaccine, he was anti-mask and pro-mask. He, he, he's been on every position about about like Dr. Fauci. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure he may have been laying face first on the position with Dr. Fauci on top of him. I can neither confirm nor deny that. But Scott Gottlieb, who stepped down as FDA commissioner in April, will join... Pfizer's board of directors, the company announced on Thursday. Oh, it, what a crazy world that a a highly paid political appointee or possibly even careerist would step down from his job at the FDA who um, he was the commissioner when they approved Pfizer's vaccine for emergency use authorization, making Pfizer billions of dollars in the process. And he was stepped down from the FDA and then take a job with Pfizer. Huh. I'm sure it's pure coincidence. I'm sure making the company billions of dollars on his way out the door while giving them a guarantee to give people a vaccine that they can't be sued for if it fails, I'm sure it was total coincidence. It couldn't have possibly been a bribe at all. That, that would just be silly. I mean, 
I mean, he, he waited, what, five months before accepting the position? I mean, come on. It, 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 there can't be a connection there. I mean, he waited five months. It's not, it's not like he left and it's not like, yo, they, the FDA approved it for EUA. He steps down. Rochelle Walensky gets appointed as the FDA commissioner. And then the next day, Scott Gottlieb is at Pfizer. Um, no, that, that, that would be far too obvious. I mean, he waited five months. I mean, come on. It, there couldn't have possibly whatsoever been anything, anything suspicious about that at all. I, I, oh, my gosh. I feel like Alex Jones, man. I should. I need a tinfoil hat and yeah, talk about putting the FDA's putting chemicals in the water, turn the freaking frogs gay, and you know the and putting the you know, Prozac, putting Prozac in the water, and it's, make, it's making the shrimp lose their governors and their mayors, and and they're just sw- they're swimming up to seagulls saying, "Eat me." <laughs> Where are the men? Oh my gosh! Uh, at least I was able to give myself a good laugh before I left. No, you look like an idiot. Thanks, thanks, producer. That's awesome. Thanks, it's great. Wait, wait, wait! Kill, wait, kill me! Wait, kill my mood there. Anyways, again, thank you so much for tuning in. To those of you who were listening live, thank you so much for joining me in the chat room. Those of you who are listening on demand, thank you so very much. If you are listening to this, you know, on relentlessdaring.com/slash/podcast and you're driving up my web traffic, thank you so very much. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor. I ask the same four things every week. Number one, please subscribe. Number two, please rate this podcast. I'm looking for five stars here. Five. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. Five. I'll accept four. Three is workable. I prefer five. After that, I want you to do number three. Write me a review. Say something nice about the show. You know, don't don't write some epic. I mean, that would be cool, but it's just something nice. People read the reviews and go, oh, people seem to generally like it, the show. Except that guy. And finally, please share this episode. If you can find, if you can find old Staff Sergeant, Cindy Bronson, please share this episode and tag her if you know if you can find her on social media. I want her to be very, very mad at me because I'm feeling spiteful tonight. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, please at relentlessdaring.com at the top of the page, you will see a donate button. Click that button, and you can set up for either a a one-time donation. Or B, you set up a monthly donation. All that goes into making the show a better listening experience for you and keeping my web hosting fees and such. Oh, and just a little heads up. Uh, this this last month's uh, contributions led to, led to some purchases for doing a head-to-head taste test and comparison. On The Whiskey Pod, my apolitical show where I can unwind and have whiskey and no one can judge me because, hey, this is science here. So thank you for the bottle of Jack Daniels and the bottle of George Dickel Tennessee whiskeys. That will be an upcoming episode of The Whiskey Pod. Again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.